0: i'm ashley and i'm justine we are the professional news crew here yeah yeah yeah
1: we got really good with our rich voices
0: yeah well, <laughs> i thought this was just our james spader impersonation oh it is
1: <laughs> but he's like the quintessential rich boy of oh. our podcast true true enough. yeah if you don't know what our podcast is i'm gonna tell you yeah yeah that's what we do here at the cutaways podcast we tell you things not what to do but we just tell you things this is a weekly podcast where we watch and discuss romantic comedies of the past present and future (laughs)
0: yes
1: (laughs) um so we started all the way back one year ago Almost one year ago. Almost. Jeepers. Yep. All the way back in 1918 with that weird silent movie. That weird German silent movie. Mm-hmm. We're exploring these, these movies so that we can kind of understand the history of the romantic comedy genre because no one ever wants to talk about the history of the romantic comedy genre. Nope. It's sad and lonely and just wants your love. So we normally watch from uh, the Netflix romantic comedy list, um, mm-hmm. in chronological order, but today we are not doing that. We are veering off.
0: <laughs> into, Once more. Yeah, <laughs> again,
1: um, to watch something, um, that we consider an essential. Yeah. To the romantic comedy genre.
0: Yeah, this is one of those that my dad requested. <laughs> hey, I am glad that Papa Genderon, like, brought this up. Yeah. Oh, uh, we're watching uh nineteen eighty seven's Roxanne. Roxanne. So you you've seen
1: this movie. I've seen this movie a lot. I maybe have seen this movie a lot, but I don't I remember I remember Steve Martin mm-hmm. with a large nose. And that's it. Yeah,
0: back in nineteen eighty seven I called this movie Big Nose. It's an accurate description of this movie. Yes, and I will tell you why! <laughs> ah! Fearless small-town firefighter C.D. Bales is seriously smitten with beautiful stargazer Roxanne Kowalski, but is self-conscious about his exceedingly long nose in this contemporary take on Cyrano de Bergerac. So he takes advantage of the fact that the fair maiden has also captured the fancy of C.D.'s handsome but tongue-tied chum, Chris, and woos her vicariously through his handsome rival. So he, like, goes, like, on dates and hides under the table and,
1: and stuff. Like, I've seen parodies of of, yeah. of this
0: tale. Yeah, everybody's done Cyrano. Yeah. You know what? Um, I have never found Chris to be handsome he's not my type he he's he does kind of look like a hockey player so
1: so i may like
0: him you might like him you'll have to let me know if you think he's handsome i
1: have no memory of what he looks like so i may have seen this movie i don't know but i don't think i have i think i've seen like a trailer on hbo or i flipped through it and was just like oh look it's the guy from the father of the bride movies
0: yeah we've got steve martin daryl hannah again again, and rick Rossovich as that chris guy it's directed by Fred Ship, Shipisi, Shipisi, Fred Shipisi. It's rated PG. It's an hour and forty-seven minutes, and Netflix says it's an average of three and a half stars. Three point five. Three and a half stars on Netflix. Um, yeah, but I don't really f- actually particularly find Steve Martin attractive either. <laughs> I always think of him as, like, a father figure. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: I think I've only ever seen movies of him being a father
0: figure. He is hilarious in this movie. He's absolutely hilarious just in general. Yeah. So I could definitely see the romance because he's hilarious. And it was also, um, Mr. Martin. (laughs) He was uh, nominated for Best Actor in the 1988 Golden Globe Awards. 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 we fancy rich people. (laughs) But yeah, I really like this story as like a little like small town type story where like everybody knows each other and he's like the firefighter, friendly guy, but just not great around women. Or this one particular goddess of a woman. Goddess of a woman. Daryl Hannah. (laughs) I do like um, that, I think it's written, it is written by Steve Martin, right? I feel like yes. I believe so, like this was like a passion project of his. I'll have to confirm that later. But you know, they've taken all the names from the original story and just changed them slightly to modernize them, like Christian became Chris and Cyrano de Bergerac became C.D. Bales. (laughs) and Roxanne was always Roxanne.
1: Roxanne! <laughs> so yeah, let's go watch this movie that I may or may not have seen.
0: <laughs> Good times. Potty it up with the chicken wing. that's what you were all thinking.
1: (laughs) That's the entire thing. Every time they said her name, I'm like, no, you're supposed to scream it. Roxanne. Roxanne. When did that song come out? I was just about to ask you. Why didn't they put this in the movie? From 1978. Yes, this movie, this should have been in this movie.
0: Yeah. Steve Martin. Should have been the intro. Should, this was the only flaw. Having this. (laughs) Instead of that sexy saxophone, you need the police singing Roxanne. Yeah. Even though it has totally nothing to do with the film. Well,
1: he's talking about a girl who, like, won't love him. Yeah. And in that sense,
0: sense, it would fit. But she's a prostitute, right? (laughs) Yes. But (laughs)
1: not a lot of people know that. It's like Chelsea Dagger. Not a lot of people know that Chelsea Dagger is a prostitute. So, yeah.
0: It's a cute movie. It's a cute movie? It's a cute movie. I can't, I can't be biased, cause I had an old love for it. Of course. No, so. I understand. It's like me with Splash.
1: Yeah. Like, do you remember how I just, like, did some mind-fucking, like, gymnastics, just to make it, like, make sense? <laughs> do you remember in the podcast when I would do
0: that? Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I totally understand. I get it.
1: You no have yeah. the shoes on your foot.
0: Yeah, yeah. This is yeah. This is one I've seen many, many times. It's from Columbia Pictures. Columbia. It's as uh, everything except for directed. You know, from Steve Martin is his passion project. I wonder why he didn't direct it, or did he just, did they maybe the studio not have. I don't know, but I'm glad he didn't, because, you know, he wrote any stars in it. That's it's, true. It's good to have that other, you know, objective eye. <clears throat> ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. Got <laughs> <coughs> <Yeah>, something? <clears throat> yep. Yep. <clears throat> Sorry. I just... <sighs> oh, <wanna argue. sighs> How did you like uh, Steve Martin and... and um... Oh, I loved him. He was adorable. How did you like Daryl
1: Hannah? I don't understand like how their relationship like kind of works. Because okay Because she's a mermaid? Because, yeah, because she's a, one, she's a mermaid. That has been established several times over. But no, like, um ironically both of our childhood movies that we were very deeply connected to star Daryl Hannah. We <gasps> didn't even put that together until right now. <laughs>
0: just happened <laughs> Daryl Hannah she's in our mind
1: and our hearts
0: and on our Twitter and on our Twitter all right let's talk about Roxanne, Roxanne. so we start out I like the the beginning of the movie and the, end of the movie are the same where when the beginning starts. we start out on the on the sky but like it's the sun setting so it's like the pink clouds yeah and we got the pink credits <laughs> They were like loopy pink credits. Mhm. Yeah, they are cutesy. And the camera pan, the the camera tilts down to CD in his house. Charlie, I just call him CD. Yeah, his name is very like
1: misleading at first, cause they they first just always start calling him CD, and then all of a sudden they start calling him Charlie, and I'm like, what is his name? <laughs> I'm so confused right now. If I hadn't, if I didn't know, or I didn't have Wikipedia open, I wouldn't know, like, that Charlie was his real name and that
0: CD is a nickname. Yeah. Um, so, he's on the phone, he's going somewhere, and then we see him walking, and then he runs into these yuppie assholes who make fun of him. These, like, skiers in this, oh, he's in a small town of Nelson. Nelson. Which is like Aspen, but not as great. Yeah, they were tired. It's
1: supposedly like Colorado, in quotation marks. I bought it, Um, but technically it's Vancouver or no British Columbia. My bad. Getting my Canadians mixed up.
0: Yeah, so the he passes these yuppie skier guys. And they see his nose. He's got the big nose. And I love the reveal. Yeah, the whole, like,
1: first bit of it, you're only seeing him from the back or the direct front. Yeah. You're never seeing him from profile.
0: Yeah. Until, like, they stop and he's like, hey, big nose. And he turns around and it's just like.
1: Yeah, it, like, whips the camera around with it.
0: Yeah, he does a lot of that. There are a lot of shots where he's really close to the camera.
1: He really wanted to get up in there.
0: Yeah. I feel like he had, I don't know it's true, but I feel like he had a lot of influence on the camera Mm -hmm. placement, because they did that a lot. Like, he'd walk into the camera, and, like, he used a lot of the physicality with the camera. Yeah, for sure.
1: I feel like he would be one of the, like, if GoPro was around back then, he would have attached, like, a GoPro to his nose or something (laughs) along those lines. I don't know why.
0: I just feel like Steve Martin would be like, "Ah, let's try it. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so he fights these guys, and he kicks their asses. With a tennis racket. Yeah. And we learn that through this, he's a quippy, funny guy, of course. He's Steve Martin. How can he not be? Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's just used to being made fun of his whole life.
1: He was bullied. Yeah. He had to stand up to the bullies. But, young children of the world, violence is never the answer.
0: No. They also get a brief glimpse of Roxanne, and she's just, like, at her window, like, Grover, looking for her cat. Oh, yeah, 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 that's right, because this is, like,
1: early morning, like, dawn. Yeah. The sun is still peeking up over the horizon.
0: No, 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 it's sunset. Is is it sunset? It's sunset, because the next stuff is in the dark.
1: See, I was confused. I was like, this is either early morning or, like, start is like dusk I was just a little confused I guess yeah
0: um yeah this first little bit is just meeting people like we meet him Roxanne CD goes to um Dixie's cafe Dixie is Shelley Duval. was she his sister or his friend I don't know if they were related they were definitely friends okay
1: that's where I was confused a lot with her character I was like, "What
0: are you?
1: Who
0: who are you to this character?" Oh, uh, that's never been important to me. I don't know. It's a small town. It's a really small town. Me, no, I got that. It just was like, "Who are you, Shelley Duvall, and what do you do here?" Right, because <laughs> like when Daryl Hannah's like, "You have a sister," and he's like, "No." <laughs> yeah. No, they're not related. Okay, but then but then Shelley Duvall and
1: Daryl Hannah become friends.
0: Yeah, because. She, Shelly Duvall owns the house that Daryl Hannah's renting for the summer. Oh, okay, okay. That's how they know each other. She's the landlord. Got it. So Roxanne, in this large house that she's only renting for $9,000 for three months or something. Sorry,
1: right, I'm trying to figure out, like, if that is math- or financially a g- smart
0: decision, because <laughs> that's, like, $1,000 $1, a month. A month? For a huge house. Yeah, but
1: you're in Colorado.
0: Like, what's the property? Like, okay. Yeah, she is kind of milking her. A little bit. As CD admits.
1: Yeah, that's a lot. I mean, that house was huge and it was gorgeous and it was in a prime location, but mm-hmm. that's a lot for just one person.
0: Yeah, and as like a student. Yeah, how 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 do you pay? How do you do science grants? Does she pay with mermaid money? Yes. <laughs> Seashells. She just shows up <laughs> with her jewels, remember? Her necklace.
1: <laughs> she does this in
0: every movie. She just
1: has all this, but she has,
0: she has seashell money. Precious <laughs> gems from the bottom of the ocean. No one knows where they come from. I just want to know why and how she left Tom Hanks. <laughs> okay, Roxanne gets locked out of her house Naked. yeah the door slams behind her and catches her robe and so she just takes off the robe i would have ripped it yeah whatever we wouldn't it's a sexy movie (laughs) sexy lady she goes to the fire station where cd is now because he's the fire chief how did she like not stop along the way
1: and like ask somebody hey can i like borrow your robe or and or pants and a shirt Please clothe me, people of Tiny Town in Colorado. <laughs> That's my question. That is a big question. Like, because her house and the fire department are, like, at least a few miles apart, and there's lots of hills. hmm Like, you can't, like, be holding the girls and be covering everything else mm-hmm. by going up a hill.
0: Yeah, so CD, of course, is happy that this naked woman has requested his help and is going off... Into the distance to help her, he brings the the, the classic tool for the job, a Mastercard, which doesn't work. Doesn't work. So he's got to sh- show off his trick of being able to climb onto the house. He like Jackie Chan that house. Yeah, they must have gotten some sort of like Russian vaultist person.
1: <laughs> oh, he would. He was
0: something. Yeah, some sort of gymnast can like do crazy things. And swing himself and do flips and tumbles. I was a little like it I was intrigued because
1: when they went when they did it the first time and then he was like walking around they didn't cut but it still really looked like Steve Martin so I was really interested to know like how much of that he did or how they did that kind of thing. I couldn't find anything.
0: Oh so he uh, gets into her attic attic windows open, for unlocks the door for her. Well, he gives her a blanket, unlocks the door for her, and when she gets her rope and stuff, he's already in the kitchen, like, cutting up bread and cheese and apples. Hey. Making himself at home. Wouldn't you? That was a big-ass house. If I was as romantic as he was. He is so sweet. He is, He's is a guy of the romance.
1: He's a romantic. A romantic kind of guy. Mm-hmm. And now I want bread, cheese, and apples. I really want a grilled cheese
0: sandwich. So, she gives him some wine with his cheese, and he does, like, his nose trick, because he can't drink out of the the slender wine glass, the white wine glass.
1: Yeah, he wants to, he he asks her for a straw Mm -hmm. at first, and she's like, oh, sorry, I don't have a straw. Why do you need one? He's like, no reason. I got that's just like, with his nose yeah he like cocained it yep total total like snorted that <laughs> that had to like that was a would have been painful for white wine mm-hmm. white wine burns
0: so roxanne has a telescope that steve martin notices
1: yeah because she's an astronomer
0: yeah and oh. she shows him what a quark is <laughs>
1: yeah she says this is my favorite line of the entire movie Um, She asks, you know what a cork is? And he says, I used to, I just forgot. (laughs) He's suave. They are flirty McFlirting
0: at this point.
1: Yeah, like, why couldn't we just have more of this? This would have made the movie a little bit, like, because once we got to, like, wrong aspect Radio Face Man, like, he bothered me just from the concept that... Like, they already had this cute little flirtatious thing going, and it was adorable, and we had that, and then all of a sudden, Bomb drops, and he's just boring, and he looks like he's in the wrong aspect ratio, guys.
0: Yeah, I think (laughs) that's, that's, do we have to be superficial, I'm gonna say? If they had got a more handsome guy, would it be more believable that she dropped CD right away? They didn't even need to get a more handsome guy,
1: they just needed him to not act like a dumb fuck. But that was the point of his character was to be dumb. <laughs> well, like not necessarily, I guess not necessarily dumb fuck ish. Let me let me rephrase this. He didn't need to be annoying. Cause when we're seeing him on his own, he's just obnoxiously annoying. Like he's the let's go play some football. Let's hit our heads in the wall kind of guy, and that was annoying.
0: Yeah, but Roxanne doesn't see that. All she sees is this pretty face, and she's like, I want to get some of that.
1: Maybe, yeah, if they got, like, George Clooney.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I think, sorry, Mr. Squareface guy. If they had got somebody a, a bit cuter, it would have been more believable that she has this flirt with... CD, and then, like, and then she sees him, and then she didn't think of, like, seeing them both? Like, we don't really know her reason for why she drops CD right Well, it's CD just all right of a away. sudden. It's, it, I think that's also another thing that bothers me, is it's just, like,
1: they don't even really have a thing where you, you have that whole, like, walk in the meadows kind of look mm-hmm. moment with them. They like, see each other from across the bar? Yeah, and it's not... It wasn't strong enough. Like you didn't, I didn't get the fact that she was attracted to him. I got that he was attracted to her, but not the opposite. Mm. And so then all of a sudden he runs away and goes throws and throws up, mm-hmm. and I'm like, okay, so are you drunk, and that's why you're all giddy. So no, like then after that, like after that I realized that that's just how he is, it was just kind of like, why.
0: Mm-hmm. Why? I don't know. They had to give that guy a lot of faults. He couldn't talk to women until he could. <laughs> yeah. Well, he couldn't talk to the the, gorgeously goddess Daryl Hannah. He
1: couldn't talk to a mermaid.
0: Yeah. He had mermaid sickness. <laughs> mermaid fever. Yeah, I think we just summed up a whole bunch of the movie right there. Yeah, he just isn't... Because Chris moves to town. He's a firefighter. New new firefighter who's a professional firefighter. Yeah, I didn't get that right away until because like when they
1: started calling him, he's our new uh, he's our new pro. Yeah, like I was like, oh, are they trying? Because firefighter, I I used to watch Rescue Me, mm-hmm. and I used to watch firefighter shows. So they call their little like interny guys like the newbies. They call them probies. So I was like, oh, is he? an intern is he what what is he and it wasn't until they did the whole training montage that i was like oh he knows what he's fucking doing and these guys don't yeah but that wasn't like obvious straight away for me because they didn't give the audience a lot they didn't give the audience a lot of reasons to pick him or to to root for
0: i don't CD think you're s- helping him well yeah that because cd is like a good guy and he really cares about Roxanne. Yeah, but and that, Roxanne th- comes to him and wants, you know, wants him to encourage. That's what she requested. Yeah, that's true. I just
1: I don't see the love triangle kind of moment. Like I don't see the the Katniss wanting the protection of Gale over the the love of Peeta. See,
0: that's what I don't think it's explicitly a love triangle. There are three people, but it's, I don't know, it's something, it's the other mix of, like, she wants the looks of one guy and the mind of the other guy.
1: Yeah, no, I got that, like, straight away. Like, that's where the, like, that's the the point of Mm -hmm. the movie, where it was going. But at the same time, I just was, like, I am not emotionally invested in this relationship, over the other
0: well i think you're supposed to be emotionally invested in cd you're supposed to be like is he ever going to get the courage to admit it was really him or something like that or you 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 do want him and roxanne together and you're rooting for him to just like do something to finally get together with her
1: yeah i just there was way too much chris then if that's the intention Mm -hmm. he they should have backed off on they should have Backed off on some of the scenes with, with explicitly just with Chris.
0: Because he's such a blockhead. He's so (laughs) one note. Well, the point is, Chris can't talk to women. He gets too nervous. He's got the looks, but not the brains. But he has a reputation with the firefighter guys that he can. Well, I, they're just, they're just saying shit because he's handsome. Okay. They're like, I mean, that's great, like. You're built, rugged guy. You must be great with the ladies. They want to be friends with him. Okay. They're not being the
1: stereotypical firefighters. They are addressing the attractiveness of another male.
0: Yep. Yeah. And
1: not finding themselves inferior.
0: No, because they want to be like his wingman. They want, they're like, please hook me up with your leftovers. Pretty yeah. Much.
1: Yeah. They're like, I'll be your goose. Yeah. <laughs> You're maverick. Let's go fly, motherfucker. <laughs>
0: You should really print shirts with the things you say that are beautiful. (laughs) Let's go fly, motherfucker. No, it's like, I'll be the goose to your maverick. Let's go fly, motherfucker. (laughs) No, that's what it says on the back. Yes. (laughs) One of my favorite firefighters is Andy. I didn't know what his name was. I just kept calling him the Hobbit in my head. He's trying to, uh, he's the first one trying to warn Chris about uh, C.D.'s nose. He's very vague about it. Yeah, he's like yeah, the, the the boss has He's
1: very unusual looking. Yeah. Yeah, he's kind of he's got some some features that are Yeah.
0: not of the normal variety. Mm-hmm. So, Roxanne is a hot nerd. BT Dubs. Yeah, she we know this because she wears glasses. Yep. She has CD helping her move her big telescope up to the to the top of the house. And she tells him that she thinks she has discovered a comet. And, like, that's, like, her big research at the moment. And her uncle or her dad is, like, looking out at the big telescope in Arizona. Mm -hmm. So then we have our three of our ladies who are friends, uh, Roxanne, Dixie, and the bartender lady. They're, like, at this cafe, which looked just like the cafe that we used to go eat at. Oh.
1: The Colonial Cafe that doesn't exist anymore because they ran out of money. R.I.P. Colonial Cafe. We hearted you Um,
0: on the Facebooks. Yeah. Uh, Chris shows up there and he runs to the bathroom But then he gets water in the front of his pants, so it looks like he peed himself, and he escapes out the window. This looks like the man,
1: like, had an intense accident. Like, this (laughs) isn't just, like, like pee. He, like, completely drenched the entire front half of his pants. Down to his knees. (laughs) This looks like he had a major issue going on, okay? Do you get my drift?
0: He had an explosion. Yeah, there was an
1: explosion in his pants, and it wasn't good. Nope.
0: But, like, they're talking, they're talking about him while he's in the bathroom and Roxanne's like, I'm gonna ask him out when he comes out of there. <laughs> Again, I don't know why. Like, he immediately runs away from her every time he sees her. She's intrigued by him for some reason. It's his looks. I don't know why, but she, that is her type of guy.
1: <laughs> so he sneaks out the window, right? Yeah. We're at? Okay, yeah.
0: Yeah, we have a few scenes here and there. One with that sleazy guy who's a fire volunteer. Uh, yeah. Who owns a store that yeah. is called All Things Dead. Yeah, like I don't think I'll mention him anymore because nothing happens with him, except he's pursuing Roxanne. He disappears. Yep. I mean, well, he's just one of the fire dudes. Yeah, I should have just left it as that. So, oh, we're at the best scene in the movie in the bar. This asshole confronts C.D. and, and C.D., the guy's like, Big nose. Yeah,
1: like, fuck you, big
0: nose. And, like, he lets it go at first. Then he's like, is that the best you could come up with? Like,
1: you really have a complete blank canvas here. And that's it?
0: Yeah. And then I was like, you think you can do better? He's like, yeah, I think I can do better. (laughs) (laughs) I've been dealing with this my whole life. And then they... CD pulls the, the dart off the dartboard and says, you hit a number and I'll think of that many insults as you hit. And the guy hits 20s because he's a championship dart guy. <laughs> For whatever reason. Had it's, to happen. Yeah, you need to do 20. So he comes up with the, the 20 insults, which were great. It's, uh, it's my favorite
1: scene. I loved it. It was definitely where you could like see his confidence in him on his own. Yeah. Which is why I was just like, Dude! The entire time, I'm like, you don't need this. This Chris fella. Get him out!
0: Murder him. (laughs) This scene, to me, is like, this is Steve Martin doing stand-up comedy. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) He was
1: coming up with, like, this. Mm -hmm. And he had, like, a category for each one. Like... Here is the angry one. Here is the um, trying to be complimentary one. Mm-hmm. Here is the pornographic insult. Yeah.
0: Here's the dirty insult. Your name wouldn't happen to be Dick, Dick would, would it? it? <laughs> So, um, there's the next scene where Roxanne is in a bookstore, and Chris is in the bookstore, but Chris doesn't see her, and he's buying a poetry book, and she thinks this is so cute of him, but he's really buying the poetry book for Andy. Who puts it on top of his head. So everybody in this movie is (laughs) self-conscious. Well, yeah. Well, everybody in this town is self-conscious. Yeah. Oh. Except for Roxanne. CD's at the bar, I believe, when the bartender friend says that, ooh, Roxanne thinks she's in love. Yeah. Or no, they're at the diner. At the diner. At Dixie's? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: It's like the next morning. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, she's like, you were great last night. Yeah. And Roxanne couldn't stop talking about you. You know, I think she's she's in in love." love. And you were like, who would say that? Yeah. No one... No one would say that. That puts CD in a very good mood because he thinks that he, that she's in love with him. I mean, she's not. (laughs) Nope. Sad face. She's not even really in love with the other dude either. No. Okay, so finally at the fire station, CD meets Chris. And Chris stares at the nose. He is mesmerized. He is hypnotized. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and Steve Martin even says it's hypnotizing, isn't it? Bum, bum, bum. Uh, normally, CD would punch him out, but he's in such a good mood. Well, because, yeah, he starts, like, off on,
1: he's like, your nose is huge, your nose is this and this and all these words.
0: Ginormous! Like, where did you find all these words? Then we have epic firefighter training.
1: But, yeah, they, like, are trying to teach them how to use the fire hose, and so they're using ballet music? hmm Da
0: da 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 Dum Dum Dum. Yeah, they're not good volunteer firefighters, but they've got a lot of heart. <laughs> Roxanne takes cd up into the mountains to talk to him. <laughs> Yeah, she's like, look at this. Look at this beautiful view. Let me tell you, let me profess my love to you. My thought is that either the scene, the film got damaged or something in development, and they were already at this location, so they just brought the clothes and were like, here, we'll just do it as a wonner.
1: Yeah, it seemed like it would have been like at the fire department or at her house or something. Yeah,
0: they're like, we're already here at this location, let's get your hair right and whatever go. Do the scene. (laughs) But there really- was there ever a other scene that took place in that location like that? Um, it looked like kind of the mountains near her house. Like, when you Uh see them bring up the telescope, there are mountains right there. I don't know.
1: I guess, but then why not just do it at the house?
0: Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know why it's- I don't know why this scene exists in this location. It's illogical! But this is where Roxanne confesses about liking Chris. And she does it in that backwards way of using pronouns so he thinks it's about him. And then she goes, and we've never even spoken before. And he's like, well, what? <laughs> yeah,
1: she does it in, like, that breathy high schooler, like, infatuated thing. hmm And I'm like, girl, I know we've all been there. We've been infatuated with Chris with people that we've never spoken to before, but he runs away from you. Yeah. Like, that's just a clear
0: sign of bad things to come. Don't you always say that Sam ran away from you when you guys met? Technically, yes, but not like, not like this dude, like,
1: not like I have to go throw up now. It was more Okay, you're you're talking to our friend Jesse now. I'm gonna go over in the corner and never speak again because I've embarrassed myself. Who we, we spoke we spoke before. There's the better a better uh, connection that you were trying to make. We spoke before.
0: CD goes to his rhinoplasty doctor guy, his plastic surgeon. Yeah, and he's begging for a nose job, and the guy's like, "No, you know you can't. You're." Fatally allergic to anesthetic. Which he mumbles and yeah. no one was like,
1: this is such a one-off thing. It explains so much. Yeah. I was like, let me look that up. <laughs> well, it's like,
0: okay, so we're in 1987. hmm Plastic surgery is a thing. hmm Oh, rhinoplasty's been going on. A lot of plastic surgery has been happening for a long, long time. Yeah, like, but I since mean like. the Egyptians.
1: Like the, the popularity of rhinoplasty yeah. Became a thing. Yeah. Yeah, it would make sense, like, for people to question, well, why why didn't he just have his nose, get a nose job? Mm-hmm. So this needed to be a
0: bit, like, non-mumbly. <laughs> Not a throwaway line. So Chris talks with CD about Roxanne, and he says he can't talk to her, and CD says, carpe diem, write her a letter. CD has gotten advice from... Dixie to try some makeup. So he goes to the makeup store and picks out some shaders. <laughs> Which this is never, like, brought up again, either. Well, I think he tried it. This whole next part where he tries it and it fails, I think that's a give up. Because also, Chris is attempting to write the letter and he's trying and he fails. So I like that they both fail at the same time. And then they come together. And they come together. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, that makes more sense, now that you put it in that way.
0: Yeah. They both suck. <laughs> So yeah, to jump to the chase, C.D. helps Chris write the letter to Roxanne. Just pretty much, first he's helping him and he's like, you, you write the letter and I'll sign it.
1: Yeah, you, you, you know how to speak my feelings. Yeah. You, you do you. You, you get this done.
0: Then the next scene is Operation Snowball, where the fire department has to test their skills and save the cat from a tree.
1: They had the entire fire department there. And they had the little, like, bouncy trampoline net. And they had a ladder. And they had five guys up in the tree. Stuck in the tree? Oh, yeah. <laughs> At least four of them were stuck. Mm-hmm. And then he just comes and opens up a can of friskies and says, Come on, Will, Like what I do with Xander. Mm-hmm. Come on, Xander.
0: And they come a-running. So Roxanne has, uh, C.D. and Dixie over to show them stars and stuff. She's showing them a binary star, and it, she gets to say the romantic line of what keeps them to- what keeps the binary star together is mutual attraction. Wow. Lots of- Well, well. Science. Sex? Science sex. Sexy science. Mm-hmm. Sexy science. And, um, she starts gushing about the romantic love letter she's received from Chris. And she so wants a date. Passionate. hmm She's like, sensual. I want a date. And a little while CD's like, can't you just ask him out? He's has to now suddenly be the go-between for them. Yeah, again, this is suddenly high school. Mm-hmm. Where you have, like, the mutual friend. Like, at least...
1: Which Sam did not, was, he may have been afraid and ran away from me initially, but he then proceeded to text me. I took the initiative and put my phone number in his phone. Ooh. So. You hussy. I know, right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I did it. Mm-hmm. So Chris is feeling very too nervous about this date. So they come up with this scheme with this shortwave radio and, like, earphones, so CD can be in a van telling him what to say. Yeah, I just don't know how he's listening back. That's my question. Yeah, the tech doesn't exactly work out. (laughs) In theory, it does. Yeah, but this goes slightly awry with the interference of police scanners and stuff, so Chris has to lose the hat. So he's just talking, babbling of his own. About her boobs. About her boobs. He is an idiot. Your knockers are like pillows. Can I fluff your pillows? Can I fluff your pillows? <laughs> That's my
1: new, like, sexy line, like, when I need to, like, get the get the friskiness going. <laughs> I'm just going to go up to Sam. Can I fluff your pillows? <laughs> I'm going to say it like that, too. Like, it's, it's like, I'm going to be, like, the stereotypical valley girl, like, <laughs> dumb
0: girl, because this guy was, like, the stereotypical dumb guy. Roxanne gets offended, of course. She's like, I have to leave now. She's at her house. She's like, I gotta go. Just walks in her house. And he doesn't leave. No, they come up with this plan. Well, doesn't she smack him, too? Yes, she does smack him. Rightly
1: so. Mm-hmm. I mean,
0: yeah, a girl likes to hear about her boobage every once in a while, but not on a first date. Yeah, not on a first <laughs> date. And not being called knockers or pillows. <laughs> I mean, they can be like pillows. My dog uses them like a pillow. This next part is the, the famous, you know, scene where they kind of switch. Wait, they don't switch yet. First, like, um Chris is out there yelling at her to the window, and like, CD is like behind him. He throws rocks at her window <laughs> and break, th- breaks her window. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like, your it, attention. It's like, here, murder police.
0: <laughs> murder police? I don't know.
1: But it was just, like, he's, like, murdering her, like, through, like, like, that's so violent. It's so terrifying. She's like, what the hell do you want? <laughs> like, I told you to leave and I smacked you. Please leave me alone. Like, at that point, there is no yes. There is no consent.
0: No. Get away. <laughs> yeah, so, CD is hiding behind Chris and, like, trying to say the, the words and, like, doing the charades. That's the, the... Cause I was afraid. He's trying to say he's afraid of words. Cause I was afraid of worms, Roxanne. I'm afraid of worms. And so, like, they're doing terrible at that. So they switch jackets and hats, even though they're wearing like the same hat. Yeah. And so, like, C.D. hides himself even more and just starts apologizing and pontificating. And getting Rom- romantic. romantic. Yeah, so he spews the words of romance. and He becomes a Cyrano. Yeah, and you were like, how how does she not know? And she does like, I can barely hear you, like right on cue. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, this woman is smart. She is an astrophysicist. Yeah, she's like, your voice sounds different. And, you know, he, he romances her more. And so she's done with asking questions because she is, she is getting wooed right now. She is wooed yeah. at this point. Mm-hmm. She is wooed and he's like, all you have to do is say yes. No, first he's like, I love you. First is the I love oh, you. Oh, yeah, it is the I love you, like, bit. So they, I love each other. <laughs> Suddenly. And then, magically. yeah, he, he words her into to sex. With not even himself. Like, I felt really bad for him at this point. Yeah. And then he falls out of a tree. (laughs) What was that about? I don't know what he was doing up in the tree, but he got the old ladies to go to Roxanne's house to interrupt the sexy happenings. Oh, is that what it was? Okay. Because he said the aliens who want to have sex with older women were at Roxanne's house. So he sends them up, and they're like, we gotta go see Roxanne! (laughs) But seriously, why was he in a tree? (laughs) Because... Steve Martin wanted to do every physical thing in this movie possible. I mean, I did
1: read, I did read that there is, like, little bits that pay homage to the play, and at one bit, he is in a tree, like, trying to, to find out what's going on with, uh, Chris, uh, well, Christopher, or Christoph, or whatever his name is. Christian. Christian. I should remember that, as that is my brother's name. Oh, yeah. Um, and Roxanne, but, like, he then falls, I guess, Maybe that's what
0: it was, Yeah, but still. Steve Martin was seriously in love with this play. He's been in love with it for a long time. This is, like I said, his passion project. I can see that. A lot of that I can see throughout a great deal of this movie. Mm -hmm. So, Roxanne calls over CD and she's like, I want to tell you, I was right about the comet and I'm going to leave for a week. So, bye, I want to tell you because you're my... You're my comment. Here's here's my address. Give it to
1: Chris. Yeah. Have him write me letters.
0: Yeah. So we've got the letter writing montage. She's gone for a week and he writes so many freaking letters. How do they get to her so fast? I don't know. Also, at this time, Chris is flirting with that bartender. Like, he can talk to her just fine. I guess because she's like into doodly talk or whatever. Because they're talking about like sports and things and blackjack and...
1: I just thought because she's on his same level.
0: Yeah they were these two were like meant for each other because they're laughing at the same stupid things. Yeah. Don't understand the same stupid things. But yeah he just had sex three times with Roxanne. Yeah. No 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 he couldn't he couldn't finish the third time. No not the third time. Too nervous. (laughs) So um Roxanne comes back to town early because she was so enthralled by these letters. These 20 letters. Um Andy tells CD that So he's gotta, like, run over to Roxanne's to tell Chris about the letter. So we have this cute thing where they're chasing each other throughout the house, like, just missing each other while avoiding Roxanne. Yeah. And then he gets stuck
1: behind, uh, well, CD gets stuck behind the door.
0: Yeah. During this time when she's, like, on this date in her house with Chris, she wants the intellectual. She, She keeps saying, like, tell me this from your letter, tell me that, you know talk about this like she she wants that intellectual guy and he just gets like physical with her can't talky talk cannot walky talk but not talky talk -talk
1: -talk. everything (laughs) happens so fast after this like the build-up to the whole Cyrano bit so long
0: yeah well CD is talking with Dixie oh yeah, yeah, yeah and Dixie knows she's like when are you gonna tell Roxanne that you're in love with her he's like, ah, this whole thing is complicated, and it's dumb, and no one will ever love me because of the way I look. Look at that nose. Yeah. I honestly didn't notice it that much, like.
1: Yeah. Like, yeah, at the beginning when they did the whole big reveal and when they pointed it out, like, obvious. But when he was just being, when he was just acting. Mm hmm I was just like, oh, I'm not paying attention to that.
0: So, um, he accidentally left the letter that he was writing at Dixie's. With Dixie. With Dixie. And Dixie, we see Dixie drop off the letter to Roxanne's. Yes. Chris then decides to quit his job. As a firefighter. As a firefighter. Do you think he was getting paid or was that all volunteer? I feel like they make a lot of money. And he was going to go be a blackjack dealer? Um, it depends.
1: In small towns, they do not make a lot of money. Okay. It's normally a volunteer only position yeah because everybody else had other jobs yeah you have to go and take classes specifically to be a volunteer firefighter so that this shit doesn't happen (laughs) um and at least in my town they had maybe the chief and maybe one other two other guys who were like on the force all the time Mm -hmm. but they had to have ems training they had to have um like all these other things if Mm -hmm. they were going to be full-time staff yeah. Kind of thing. But then it was just like that rotating volunteer crew. So like you would go and you would be like two nights at the at the house and then four nights home and they're then they would go on this rotating schedule.
0: Yeah. And we haven't mentioned besides Andy, the and the sleazy guy and and Damon Wayans? Yeah. One of the Wayans brothers and uh Mr. Willard. And we had Fred Willard as the mayor, and a volunteer firefighter. Who also had a cow. Mm -hmm. For some reason. Because he was trying to promote the tourism to the town. With a cow? With a cow as their mascot. (laughs) I think all of his scenes were good. He was Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was just like, you were literally
1: insane just like everything else I've seen you in.
0: (laughs) Okay, so Chris ran off with uh, the bartender... Because she's going to go be a cocktail waitress in Vegas. Roxanne wants wanted CD to come right over. And yeah, and Andy had knocked out Damon Wayans.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's, like, standing over his lifeless body.
0: And they're trying to wake him up. And they're like, damn, dude, you're an animal. He's like, this guy owes me 50 bucks. <laughs>
1: Don't let him die.
0: <laughs> so, um, she gives, she's like, I got these two letters. Delivered to my door. This first one, and he reads it out loud, is from Chris being like, Sorry, it didn't work out. I'm leaving town. Bye. I met another hot chick, and and she's as
1: hot as you and you're but but i love her more or something it was rambly and weird
0: yeah and misspelled yeah cd points out and she's like and i also have this letter the letter that he wrote that dixie dropped off and reads it out and of course it's clearly different and full of all the love and romance and she says read the back and it's a note from dixie saying cd wrote this call me dixie dixie well Dixie had to do what Dixie had to do. I mean, yeah, like, she was the... the She's like, enough of your elementary school shit. Yeah, (laughs) like, be adults, okay? She was like the Yoda of everything. I am Team Dixie. (laughs) So Roxanne punches CD. In the nose. In the nose. See,
1: this is what I thought was going to happen, and I kind of wanted it to happen. Thought she was going to punch him in the nose. It was going to knock him out and break his nose. Oh. And then he was going to have to have emergency rhinoplasty, but they weren't going to be able to use the anesthetic on him because he he was already already knocked out, out, so it was going to work. And then he would have his little, like...
0: Yeah, but that conflicts with the moral of the story. I
1: know, but it would have made sense.
0: Yeah. It would have been funny if it was, like, a little dream sequence, but the movie was already, like, way long. Yeah. Multiple scenes that didn't relate to the plot, but were just funny Steve Martin moments. So they fight. They fight it out. Talk about how he did really love her, and she's like, "You used me," and stuff like that. You manipulated me into bed. Mm Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Well, either you did that yourself. It wasn't me up there. I can tell you that." (laughs) Oh. Yeah. I like that they fight all the way out to the porch, and she's just like, "Get out," and he's like, "You get in." (laughs) Then. As you called it, he turns around and he smells the fire. He <laughs> loves it. You're like, oh my god, does he smell the fire? I'm like, yes. <laughs> yes. I knew
1: it was gonna happen. I knew it. For some reason, I was just like, that man right there. He's a firefighter, and he's gonna smell it out. <laughs> like, what's that firefighter dog name? Scruff McGuff. Or no, that's a police talk. That's a police talk. But whatever, he was gonna
0: sniff it out like Scruff McGuff sniffs clues. (laughs) Nothing you said made sense, but made sense at the same time. (laughs) And I'm like, you go girl. (laughs) It's the poor barn that Bossy the cow is being held in. It's on fire. (laughs) They were starting to start, they were trying to start the Chicago fire part (laughs) Two. That's what the mayor said. He's like, or the cd say like if this goes the whole town's gonna go yeah so they had to save the town essentially and they do well yeah they finally do well everything goes perfect they're whistling the little little opera song (laughs) put out the fire and they save the cow
1: yes which is important, Bossy the cow, not Bessie the cow, who started the Chicago fire. Mm. And then they get fire shots. Yeah, I don't know what they're called. Is it fi- is it fire? No, fireball is a type of liquor. Correct. But what what's the what's the shot called when you, they set it on fire?
0: I don't know. Is it
1: just like shot flambe?
0: Shot flambe, <laughs> a flaming mo.
1: <laughs> I just want to hear somebody just say shot flambe, ole. <laughs> How
0: many? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, C.D. is still sad, and he goes and sits on his roof, as he does, and then we get our sexy saxophone back, and it's Roxanne wooing him this time from the ground, you know, saying those words of love to him, and I love your big nose. Because it's big, mm-hmm. and I'm... you know what they
1: say about big nose, is. <sighs> <laughs> Big noses.
0: I'm so hungry right now. I think it's <laughs> gone to my brain. Okay, we're at the very end of the movie. <laughs> I love your nose and I love you. Is that it? <laughs> and then he comes down the roof. He slides down it. It was awesome. Yep. And um kisses kissy. Are. Kissy, 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 kissy And then they kiss
1: him more in the house after he gets locked out.
0: Yeah. That was cute. CD seems like a fantastic guy to be in a relationship with. Yeah, like he like accommodates. He's your super needs. funny. Yeah, he's super romantic. He's he's a Mary Sue. There's nothing wrong with him. You go, girl. He is flaw. Seriously, does CD have any flaws except for being self conscious, which is human, and everybody else in the movie is as yeah. well. So yeah, and then the camera pans up and we see the stars and we see the comet because she found it. And then,
1: like, random audio cut it. It slices in in between the saxophone and while the credits are rolling.
0: I named the comet Charlie after my father, whose also <laughs> name is Charlie. And just bringing this up now, even though we've had a million conversations yeah. together. Yeah, like, this wasn't important at all. Yep.
1: That's how it was. Yay! What a good movie. It was cute. It has
0: some problems, but it was cute. As we've kind of gone on, they've, they've become... Right, so that's what I'm thinking. It's like at the... When they're just figuring out the formula.
1: Yeah. It's
0: not perfected. Mm-hmm. Yet. But like a lot of movies, you know, take from these types of movies. Yeah. Or uh, myths or Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. But in the original Cyrano, I had some sort of tragic ending or a bad or sad ending. And they changed the ending for this to be a happy ending.
1: Yeah, he wasn't so, he doesn't get the girl. In the play. Mm-hmm. I know that. Like, he woos he
0: woos her so good, she marries the dude. Oh, lame sauce. Yeah. Are you ready to rate it? Yeah. I'm gonna give this movie four bird perches.
1: Oh, that's so cute.
0: For you to perch on. <laughs> For you to perch on. That's actually from the play, too. Yeah.
1: I'm going to give this movie four... Son of a bitch!
0: (laughs) I thought you were gonna say it and then I was gonna have to wait and like think of a new one. No, I'm glad you did that. I'm so happy. I'm so happy for you. Because usually I do take yours. Yes, you do! I'm sorry. (laughs) That was
1: beautiful. And the listeners don't know. The listeners don't know my pain. (laughs) So next week,
0: we're watching 1984's Sixteen Candles. So we're going back in time a little. We're going back in time because Netflix has added this to Netflix streaming this month of May. May day. It's May now, bitches. It's gonna be May. <laughs> Keeping that in. <laughs> I actually did it right, too. You did it so <laughs> perfect.
1: Well, we've got lots of thank you, so I'm gonna do this really super fast. But we still love and appreciate you. But we still love and appreciate you. We're just, we're over time here. This is, this is sudden death, guys. So, on Facebook, we like to thank Nicole K, Matt P, Papa Genderon, Sam, Bill S, Evelyn, and on Twitter, we want to thank Hillary H, Falling in Love Montage Podcast, Leah, JB, You Must Remember This Podcast. Thank you all so much for those lovely comments, shares, appreciation. Yeah. Yeah. Moral support. Yeah. If you would like to be added to this thank you list, you can listen and download our episodes at thecutaways.com. Please leave us comments, rate us, and subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher. And we're also on Facebook and Twitter as at Cutaways Podcast. So, yeah, we'll see you next week. Yeah. Or we'll, we'll hear you next week. What, how do you do What? – what is the – I don't know. I'm just going to put the pin in that and leave it there. Thanks for listening. Yeah.
0: Bye.